Thank you, uh, David, very much. So it, what happened with Joshua is something that we see repeated through the Old Testament, that they use the technique of looking back and thinking about what God has done in order to build faith for what God will do. So at that point in the story, God had done loads for his people. He'd helped them uh, escape out of Egypt. He'd helped them cross um, into the into the promised land. But there was still much more that God had in store for them. And Joshua presses the pause button and speaks to the people, pointing them backwards to everything God had done, and then offering them a challenge. So as we go into the future... Who will we serve? We're in a similar vein in these next few minutes, pressing the pause button so we can look back at what God has been doing. And some of us are going to share some things this morning in order that might build faith and confidence in our commitment to say we're going to serve him into the future. And Scott and Julie are going to come and help us at this point. Okay, so um, in the sermons over the last few weeks... We've been looking at how Jesus turns things inside out, Uh, how his expectations differ from our expectations, how his expectations differ to the world's expectations, and even to the church's expectations sometimes. Uh, We look to the powerful to help us. He looked to the weak. We look to the rich because we think they've got something we don't. He looked to the poor. We look to gather people around us. He looked to to send them out, and we look to, to people to believe what we believe, whereas he looked for people just to follow him. So he turns things inside out. Um, just over the next few minutes, we're going to listen to a few stories of people uh, who have been turned inside out by God. And uh, the first people we're going to invite up are Sally and Faris. They're going to share a few things with you about how God's worked in their life. Thank you. Good morning. Um, I'd like to talk a bit about our amazing mums group. Um, We've had some really, really fun times in our amazing mums community. Penny, who signs, joined us as an honorary amazing mum for our Mother's Day meal, along with Rachel's mum, Shirley. Um, we We just laughed so much and had such a fantastic time. It was just bringing our whole community together as family. Um, just recently our numbers have grown quite a lot <laughs> and Penny's agreed to join us again as an honorary amazing mum to sign and we're just really really excited about this um, as a group we got together and we had lots of conversations on how to support each other and our children and because many of us have sons and we're all girls it's been quite difficult. So we talked to our lovely youth worker, Sarah, and we all prayed. And we now have two positive Christian male mentors for our boys. And we'd just like to say thank you to both of them. They know who they are. But we'd like today to let Faris tell you about his amazing mentor. Chris. Chris. Okay. Uh, Chris comes to my house on Wednesdays and he helps me with my homework and he helps me at maths which is not my strongest subject then after we've done that we get the bible open it up on a random page and point to a random verse 
read it a few times, and discuss what we think it means. All in all, Chris is fun. I think he's great when he comes around, so thank you, Chris. Thank you so much, you three, for coming up and being first up. Um, what we see there, isn't it, is that discipleship is not really about more information, but what Faris needs is people to imitate. So the close family relationships that are building with uh, amazing mums and now through the mentors are doing a great job at doing that, discipling Faris. Next person we've got coming up is Liam. Where is he? There he is. Come on, Liam. Liam's going to talk a little bit more about... Uh, that discipleship thing a bit. Hello again, everybody. I'm Joy this time. Um, before I became a Christian, my idea of church was that Christians were all smartly dressed and very well-mannered people. I never thought about church much, as this was definitely not me. As I started attending Burdenton, and after giving myself to Jesus... A few weeks went by, I felt God was calling me to go and see what Connor was up to at the front of the church. I mentioned this to my wife, that the next week I was going to be bold and go out there to join Connor. After my first day out there, I then felt I knew what God was showing me, and I knew I needed to continue doing this. I have been involved with Feet for the Street for just over a year, and my faith has been rapidly growing ever since. On a Sunday morning, our community will have Oikos time, where we pray for protection and guidance as we go out to do God's work. We get opportunities to get to know our guests, and if any of our guests want prayer, we will pray for them. As a community, we meet with each other every fortnight and sometimes have daily contact with one another. We are all so excited about Feet for the Street and where God has taken us. God is really blessing our community. Many of our guests have come to Christ and praise the Lord for their baptisms. I would just like to thank my brother Connor for when God gave him the vision for being bold and listening. Yeah, man. So Liam's not been a Christian that long, and yet he's making disciples. And actually the disciples that he's making are making disciples as well. That's really amazing. So remember, Simon's been saying quite a lot through this series that we can all do the stuff, that it's not just about... Simon doing the stuff, but we can all do it. So Liam, a new Christian, can make disciples, and those disciples can make disciples as well. I think that's fantastic. Next, we're going to have um, a whole group of the WOW ladies coming up. WOW. Here they come. Morning, everybody. It's quite a few of us because we're all about mums and babies. Some babies are a bit bigger than others now. But uh, just really briefly to say a little bit about what we've been doing this year. Um, It's been a real journey, but um, in the last year, um, we've had many blessings, many challenges. Um, We've had had 12 babies. Come on. Yes. 12 babies, and we're in touch still with all of those mums, some mums more than others. Some mums come and they've got lots of support around them already. Other mums haven't got quite so much support. But we're in touch with all of those mums. And we changed our meetings a little bit for our coffee mornings. And we never cancelled one morning. 
every time, even in that snow in the winter, mums were texting and saying, can we meet this morning? And I just think God was so good through that to us. Um, So um, we have had um, two new family members standing here. This is Fran and Helen. Um, Sadly, we lost a family member too, which was Linda, who shared with us for quite a long journey. But there's so much to do. And in a positive way, she's part of another missional community. So that's really positive. Um, I'm just going to ask Helen, because she's the brave one, a couple of questions, really, if you want to come forward. Um, I'm going to ask Helen, um, why did she come to WOW in the first place? Um, obviously, I was pregnant um, and wanted some additional support. Um, I had friends around who'd had babies, but I really wanted somewhere where I could just go and kind of talk unlimitedly about um, babies and pregnancy and in a place where I knew I wouldn't be judged, and that's precisely what happened at WOW. It was great to be able to ask questions that perhaps I felt a bit silly asking the midwife, but I could ask other people who'd actually been there and done it and get their help. So that was a really great support. And why did you stay? Harry is now... 16 months old. 16 months old. Um, the coffee mornings are the only baby group I've been to where it's actually all about the mums. So the babies are there and they can play and it's lovely, but it's a place where you can talk about becoming a mum and the journey of being a mum and continue getting that support and friendship. And why have you decided to join us as an extended family? Um, and meet with us outside of WOW as well. Um, I think the relationships that formed through the pregnancy, um, kind of, I wanted to continue those relationships and also be able to continue to support other pregnant women coming in and new mums. Um, and so to be able to meet outside of the WOW group and build those relationships and share fellowship with people has been really special. Fantastic. How brave are you? We just... Uh, I think that sums us up in a word, really, as our extended family. And we had a lovely barbecue last evening at Helen's house, which was really lovely. So we thank you for that and just thank everybody. Thank you. It's so lovely to have additions to the family, isn't it? And um, I know that these ladies are really beginning to operate as a uh, an extended family, and we're going to hear a bit more about that from a few other people. Um, next up is Lois. Where's Lois? There she is. And Lois has actually been wanting to share for quite a while what God has been doing and how he's been encouraging her. Hi, Lois. Good morning, everybody. I have been a Christian for about three and a half years. I have always had sewing in my family Um, from my nan, her two sisters, and my mum. I did a bit of sewing at school, but not much until I joined a time to sew. Now Wednesday morning at a time to sew is the highlight of my week. I have learnt lots about sewing and made wonderful friends. I feel like God has given me a gift to sew, and I, I am really grateful for that. I'm trying to use what God has given me to the best of my potential. Elizabeth and the whole team have been a great inspiration to me. I'm about to finish the first part of a course towards craft enterprise. I would encourage all of you to look for the gift God has given you and go for it. (laughs) 
I know Lois has been bursting to say that for quite a while, haven't you, Lois? Um, so Lois found um, friendship and inspiration and discovered the gift that God's given her, and that's really amazing. Next up is Margaret, who's going to tell us a bit about extended family again and what God's been doing in recent weeks and months for her. Hello, everybody. Last year, I was still recovering from a horrible depression. For a long time, I had felt as if I was in a deep, dark tunnel with not a glimmer of light at the end of it. My extended family here at Burlington helped me in many ways. And I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you all so much for all you did for me. In October last year, I needed to have an operation on my foot, resulting in being on crutches for a number of weeks. There was no way that I could have coped with the narrow winding stairs in my house. So several friends here at Burlington very kindly took me into their homes a week at a time till I was off the crutches and able to cope with my stairs. Thanks again to all these friends. During this time, while staying with Elizabeth and Andrew, I said to Elizabeth one day, you know, I think I ought to find out if I could afford to move to a flat. Elizabeth immediately picked up Andrew's laptop and found just what I needed. Elizabeth took me to view it, and we both loved it. I never even bothered looking at any other flats. I know without a shadow of doubt that God was right in the middle of this move. Everything went so smoothly. Everything just fell into place. And so many amazing things have happened. Once again, my extended family here at Burlington came up trumps and helped me sorting, taking stuff to the dump and the charity shop, packing and cleaning. Tony Simpson with the help from others, spent a whole week decorating my flat before I moved in. Again, many, many thanks to all of you. Just listen to some of the other amazing things God has done in all this. I was able to buy the flat and pay all expenses from the sale of the house with a little left over something I had never thought possible. God's timing was perfect throughout. The flat had been empty for a while, and the owners were anxious to sell. God was saving it for me. It seemed a very slow process trying to sell my house, but once again, it was all in God's timing. He brought David and Angela on the scene. 
They had been searching unsuccessfully to find a house they liked in Ipswich. Then, one night, David dreamt that he was going to find his dream home. The following day, he was walking around Ipswich and came to a part of Ipswich he hadn't been before uh, and came across my estate agent. He viewed my house and loved it. And that evening, he returned with Angela, who also loved it, and put in an offer the very next morning as soon as the estate agent opened. Since that day... Since the day they moved in, Angela and David, although not church attenders in recent years anyway, have been enjoying coming to Burlington with me. They come to church, elevenses, and contact group. I've made two wonderful new friends. What a bonus. I'm also making friends with other residents in the flats in Christchurch Court, where I live. I no longer feel lonely. I'm now completely out of my depression. And I have felt at home in my new flat since the day I moved in. My involvement in A Time to Sew has also helped me climb out of my depression. I love that time each week. We all get on so well together. Another extended family. And I know that this is what God wants me to be doing in this season of my life. I am so happy. I know a peace and a contentment I haven't had for a long time. And I praise God every day for all he has done for me. So Simon, a few weeks ago, spoke about Jesus, a single man, being the center of an extended family. And it's really great to hear about those families that are forming here, the community here that supports Margaret. And uh, she's made so many great friends through that. And we're going to hear from one more person now, and that's Pauline. And Pauline's going to bravely tell us how God asked her to do something. I'd like to tell you... Sorry. I'd like to tell you a story, a journey God has taken me on. A journey that's turned my life inside out and upside down. <laughs> Quite a while ago, Val stood here and spoke about elevenses, what it was doing and what it was hoping to do in the future. I was thinking about it for a while and decided one Saturday to pop in just to see what went on. I was impressed. This started me thinking yet again. I really felt God was speaking to me saying, I want you down there. I promptly said, no, not me. My Saturdays are busy enough, thank you very much. But this continued for some time. But still I said, no, not me. Why not? Well, I don't do that sort of thing. I don't like talking to people I don't know. Anyway, these people were different. Again, God spoke to me. And he said, they're not different Their circumstances are different. But still, I said no. Anyway, one day I spoke to Kerry about it, and she said, 
If you feel that's what God wants you to do, then go ahead and do it. But I thought about, what about a compromise? I'd go and help in the kitchen. I felt safe there. That's my comfort zone. And I felt calm now. I was where God wanted me. Or was I? Or was quiet for a while, and then it started again. It felt as if God was saying, that's not what I want. I want you in the centre talking to these people. Excuse me. I tried saying no again, but God wasn't taking no for an answer. He spoke to me when done my Bible readings and said, you can do all things in my strength, which is so, so true. And then I spoke to Francis saying I might go out into the hall, but it's way out of my comfort zone. And she said she would pray about it. Anyway, the next week, armed with a cup of coffee and really, really nervous, out I went. I spoke to a couple of people and it felt good. I've done it a few times now and I've got to know some of them quite well. People like Georgina, Michael, John and Angie. I don't think my journey's over yet. As any opportunity, I go back into the kitchen where I'm at my most comfortable. But with the strength and the help of the Lord and the prayers of my friends, I will be able to do it properly one day. Oh, thank you, Pauline. That was um, bravely shared what God told you to do. Uh, Isn't it great that it's a bit like what Francis said a year ago. Francis said, God told me to do this and I wasn't very sure about it. But she just did it anyway. And it's amazing what God can do when you, when you listen to what he says and just do it. Thanks, Pauline. I'm going to hand over to Simon now. So a number of stories about God creating a family and building faith. And we've just got a couple of things to do together before we bring our time this morning to an end that, that in, in, in a sense is encapsulated in this idea of, of creating family and building faith. And the two things are we're going to pray. And we're going to pray for our, our, our wider church family, for needs that we've got that we know about, that perhaps I'll mention from the front, or maybe uh, needs that aren't uh, mentioned from the front, but you have as you come to church this morning. Uh, and maybe you've never prayed. Maybe it's decades since you prayed, or just a, a week or so since you prayed. This is a, a moment for us to bring to God those things that are particularly on our hearts, people in our families in the wider sense of that word that, that God wants to uh, listen to this morning. And then we're going to welcome uh, Angie and Eddie into our family, into our church family. And then we're going to sing a song about all that God is doing before we're on our way out into coffee and the rest of the day. So let's pray uh, together. And maybe in a, in a moment of quiet, you want to think about uh, what you want to bring to God in prayer this morning. The Bible says that each one of us, because of Jesus, can offer our own prayers and God hears them directly. We're praying as a community for those who've recently faced bereavements, who continue to pray for Jane and Chris Hewson following Jane's sister's uh, death a couple of weeks ago. 
for Helen Miller and the boys following Andrew's death a few weeks ago also. And the Bible promises that God is the God who's able to comfort those who mourn. And we pray for that comfort for them today. We pray for others as part of our wider family and relationships that are facing changes. We pray for Sue Healy as she comes uh, to the end of her uh, teaching job at Stoke after many years. Pray for her as she uh, is responding to your call for a time of transition in her life. Pray for her and her husband Kevin today. Pray for Gerald Askew as he prepares to leave uh, and move to be with his son Philip on the south coast. Pray for him in these days of packing up and preparation and some partying as we heard earlier together with us on Wednesday. We pray for uh, Hannah Huntley and Beth Cook as they open uh, uh, a new venture, a new coffee shop this week. As they start a new employment, we pray for them in these days and ask your blessing on them in the days that lie uh, ahead. For those that were married yesterday, for Jonathan and Holly Henry, we pray for, for them. And we pray also for Alice Marsden and her new husband, Steve And we ask your blessing on each of them as they begin their new married life together. May they know your presence richly at work in their lives. And then quietly those things that are on our hearts that we bring to you now. Thank you that you don't need many or complex words, but simply naming people in our minds to you is enough to pray for them. Because you, Lord God, know everything about them and their situation. Be with them now, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm staging a bit of a coup. If the leadership team and the uh, trustees and the ministry team would like to come up. Some of you might not know, but Simon has been with us for 18 years this weekend. Um, So as my wife said, yeah, I think so. If the trustees and the ministry team would like to come up, we'd like to pray. And Kerry, please, if you'd like to come up. Um, as, as Elizabeth said, that means you've now come of age, Simon. Thank you very so, so we have to start. So, and you can vote and, and all kinds of things. So, uh, <laughs> we'd just like to pray for you. And perhaps if one or two people would pray. And, and just all that we've seen today and, and over the past few weeks and months has been the result of many people's prayers and, and hard work, but also a result of Simon's vision for, uh, for this church and prayers for this church over uh, 18 years. I remember I was in America uh, in 95 when Simon came, and I remember praying for the new assistant minister as he was then, and just really feeling convinced that Simon was God's man, even though I'd never met him and I was 3,000 miles away. So um, I didn't change my mind when I came back, which was good. So um, and, and hasn't God been good over 18 years? So, uh, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for Simon. We thank you for Kerry. We thank you for their family. And Lord, we just pray your richest blessing on them, Lord, for particularly over this summertime as they take some rest and refreshment. Lord, would we just pray that you would pour out your blessing on them. 
and just thank you for all that they have done and all that they are to us in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you so much for Simon, for for everything that's actually happened um, with Simon at the at the helm. Um, and today, I think we're seeing much of the fruits of of his endeavours, Lord, and and his ability to bring us all together, Lord, to uh, to do your will and to just bring love and caring to this church, Lord. We thank you for him. We bless him, and in your name, Lord. Amen. Lord, we also thank you for Kerry and for all that she does so quietly behind the scene. She helps so many of us in so many different ways. We thank you, Lord. Ask for protection on this family. Yeah, Lord, I want to thank you for this amazing couple and this amazing family that we love so much. And I want to thank you for them personally, for the way that they've been there for me and the way that they've encouraged and inspired me along the way. And Lord, they're really special and I just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and just ask that you would bless them and increase their joy. Yeah, Lord, I want to echo that. Thank you for this family. Thank you for the vision they bring to this church. Thank you for the the teaching and wisdom, Lord, and also the pastoral uh, help and guidance that they've offered so many people here. Uh, I thank you, Lord, for them and the the contribution they've made personally to to mine and my wife's walk over the last four or five years we've known them. And, Lord, we just pray blessings on them and everything they do here um, as we go forward, onwards and upwards. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yeah, simply, Lord, thank you for all that you have done through Simon, Kerry and their family. And we just pray that you would keep them open channels for you to continue to flood through into other people's lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. So we look forward to the next 18 